Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. Today, I am talking to my very good friend and someone I'm so grateful is part of my my tribe, um, Melissa McGowan. And Melissa shares her journey with um, early menopause and how that impacted her um you know, what that experience was like for her as a corporate leader and how that ultimately, you know, manifested in a way that she ultimately took this big leap of faith, um, despite being the breadwinner in her family to leave corporate and venture off onto, into her own and lean into her passions of, you know, really being the chief energy officer of your life. And Melissa is just someone who I adore, and I am so grateful that she is um, willing and able to share her truth because, you know, there's so much about the female body that is stigmatized. And when you think about, um, you know, if you've experienced or, you know, if you're someone who identifies as um, female and will experience menopause, you know, it, it often is something that like you don't talk about. It's shameful. And so I'm so grateful for Melissa and sharing her experience and um, working to break the stigma of, of this topic. So a little bit more about Melissa. She's a wife and mother of four. She's a 20-year veteran in corporate people and culture and someone who's experienced an energy crisis and premature menopause. It is at this point where she realized she needed to make some changes for herself, her career, and her family. One of her biggest learnings was how to discover her energy leaks, the areas of her work that were draining her unnecessarily and in unproductive ways. To cut to the chase, the clarity she gained resulted in the creation of a toolkit to help herself and others out of this energy leaking cycle and to become better leaders and enjoy life. This is now her mission and why she started her own podcast and company, Go to Grow. Go to Grow helps you to navigate the rocky roads towards greater growth through boosting engagement, reduced burnout risk factors, and fueling your impact in leadership and in your life. You can follow Melissa at Instagram at go dot two dot grow um and she is you should definitely go follow her she is just this like magical unicorn of a human um and melissa i so appreciate our conversation and your willingness to share about your experience i learned a lot um, i'm sure others will learn a lot and i'm curious let us know what some of your takeaways from our conversation were um enjoy the conversation 
I am so excited to have this conversation with you. I love every time we connect and I said this as we logged in, but like just seeing your face makes me happy. So thank you for being here. Great to be here and seeing and hearing you also makes me happy. So yeah, I'm really happy to be here today. Well, I like to start the conversations with the question, what is the truth that you would like to share today? So the truth that I'd like to share today is my journey of struggling relatively in silence through premature menopause in the workplace and actually socially as well, Um, you know, mostly in silence. And now as I start to unpack what that was for me over a number of years, um, I'm really feeling much more empowered and almost um, somewhat obligated to share some of that journey and my experience because so many of us uh, either are going through this or will go through this. And I, I felt like I was quite a progressive woman, but it, it hit me early and I had no idea what was going on. And so there's this whole kind of awareness and um, empowerment that is the opportunity, but reducing stigma Mm -hmm. is also part of the opportunity. So for those, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows, but like I said, you know, I wasn't exactly across the fact that menopause is actually, well, it's when ovulation stops and we, you know, we don't produce estrogen, estrogen and progesterone anymore, but it actually refers to the last or the final period that you have and before that is perimenopause. And then after that, um, uh, after 12 months of not having a period, you're actually considered postmenopausal. And I can recall really well <laughs> that, oh my gosh, I think back to when I had my last period. I was uh, a senior exec in a leadership role, people and culture on a team with six men. And I was running the executive meeting that day. It was a a talent review and we were at a lovely hotel offsite. And for whatever reason, I had chosen to wear a pair of pants that were kind of um, sort of like a coral sort of color, a bit of color, right? So I'm at the front of the room getting set up for the meeting and my period had been a little bit irregular. And the doctors had been saying to me, look, I think you've got low iron, your celiac. I think there's some stuff going on there. I've done a lot of tests. I hadn't been feeling great, but I'd been told that, you know, it wasn't anything to do with my hormones. Uh, It was more likely celiac. So I'm at the front of the room at the meeting, getting set up, getting all the tech set up. And then I just felt that floodgate of, holy shit, um, I've got a period right now, unexpectedly and heavily. So I had to kind of make an excuse that I'd left something in my room that I needed to go back you know, and get. And I had a, a boss at the time who regarded, you know, punctuality and being on the agenda and being really focused and organized very highly. So it was kind of stressful. So I'm dashing down the corridor to my kind of um, hotel room and, you know, taking off my, my jeans. And I'm like, oh shit, I've got like blood coming through my pants. And I'm like, well, I can't go and I can't change my outfit and go back into that meeting room that I just left five minutes ago 
in a different outfit because that would be even weirder. So, of course, like I have to take them off and I'm trying to wash it, you know, in the hotel bathroom and then I've got the hairdryer out and I'm like, you know, drying the pants to then go back in and kick off this meeting and like run this meeting for the rest of the day. And for me, that was just kind of one of those moments where I look back, one of many, where, you know, it was just so normal for me to feel that kind of stress, that like emotional stress and pushing through. And that ended up being my last period. And so I was about uh, 42 at the time. And the next sort of six months after there is where my symptoms started to get you know, they started to get louder and more challenging and the journey continued to figuring out what was really, you know, going on um, with me. And the symptoms that I was experiencing at that time, you know, again, kind of in silence and trying to figure out were some of the the common things like um, sleep, you know, really having challenges sleeping, not really knowing why, and then worrying about that. So there's this compounding thing of like, I'm awake at night, I'm worried about the meeting tomorrow, I'm worried about what I need to do. You know, the kids are kind of seeing me tired all the time. I'm just getting through to the weekend and I'm exhausted. My mood would often like just go in the floor, you know, down in the floor, like on the weekend, I would just feel terrible. And I had this kind of thought running through my mind quite frequently and I used to say it sometimes to Stuart and I feel bad now thinking back but I I had this thing going it was like I actually hate my life because I just felt like such shit and I was on this roller coaster and so sleep was bad and then I'd never been someone who had anxiety I, I was in a tough environment as the only female but I think cortisol right just flushing through my system regularly and that becoming a constant thing, I mean, as we know, has a number of, of, of issues and impacts on us physically and mentally, like the hippocampus in the brain, it, you know, that's where our memory is. So it's no surprise that things then start to become like holding it all together becomes challenging. And it also impacts your immune system when, you know, cortisol becomes a common, you know, poison running through your system. So then my immune system is, is, is sort of being depleted. I've got celiac and I've just got this constant sort of mix of symptoms going on, hair loss, chronic sinus. I mean, I was traveling. I always had sinus infections. People I worked with were like, you've always got colds and sinus infections. What's going on? You know, and I rarely would have a day off. And if I did, I'm like sitting, you know, in my bed with my laptop. So all of that was going on. The hair loss was really concerning. I couldn't figure out what that was. And then the, the hot flushes started later that year. And I, I was on holiday in the, the north of Queensland. So I'm Australian. Um, the north of Queensland is a bit more like the south of the US. It's very warm. And we were having a great family holiday. And I, I was still you know, not sure what was going on. I hadn't had a period for, at that point, about four months. And then I just started having that, like, as you hear women describe, you just sort of prickly vroom, like up your whole body. And if you've had it, you know what I mean. Different parts of your body feel like they are just on fire and sort of sweating, including like your legs and everything. And it's just a heat that goes through your whole body. And I was thinking, okay, well, I know we're in a really warm environment. 
and I know I've had a cold, another cold recently and a sinus infection. So maybe it's like a post viral infection, but there's something really strange about this feeling. Like if I don't have a high temperature, what's going on? So that happened a bit more. I went back to the doctor. Anyway, it was probably another probably another four months until like more tests, more doctors, specialists, until I finally found a doctor who ran some different tests and just and 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 called me back in and she said, she looked at me and she said, I'm very sorry to tell you, Melissa, but you are in menopause. And I was just in complete shock. So the next day I was supposed to be running another executive offsite actually. And I just rang my husband from the doctor and said, I've just been, I remember just like shaking. Like I've just been told I'm in menopause. Like, you know, she's talking about HRT and all this stuff. And all I can hear is like menopause, the shop's shut. You must be an old lady. What on earth is going on here? Mm -hmm. So I met him for a coffee. We kind of um, had a chat. I, rang my boss but couldn't really hold myself together like he was he was like hello and I said I can't come to the the leadership offsite and then he said what's going on and then I just like started crying and I was like oh my god you know so embarrassing and you know over time I actually did I did tell him what was going on with me a little bit um you know the research shows that most women have uh, a fear of revealing uh, things like around menopause in, in the workplace because they don't want to be perceived negatively. And that's particularly challenging when you have a male boss, mm -hmm. but I just kind of wasn't sure what else to do, to be honest. So I did sort of mention to him, I was having some challenges and p potentially premature menopause, but to be honest, you know, it was a challenge for, for a number of years. And I, I finally found a different doctor who really helped me, connect the dots on not just the physical part of, you know, what goes on for women at menopause, but the emotional part that sits underneath that, that, that is so connected in my experience to the physical part. And when she said to me, Melissa, you know, you just need to slow the fuck down. Literally, that's what my doctor said to me. I, um, I, I know she's so amazing. I'm actually um, having lunch with her tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just that connection between body and mind and, and the emotions. And so, oh, you know, fast forward uh, another two or so years of me still not really being kind to myself and just trying to push on, figure it out on my own, work through what it meant for me in terms of my identity and the sort of grieving of like, okay, well, I've already got four kids and you know, um, actually have delivered five, you know, lost a baby um, halfway through a pregnancy at one point. But, you know, it wasn't like I was going to have more kids, but I wasn't ready to suddenly feel like the shop was shut and what did that actually mean? Mm -hmm. So there was this whole process to go through. And where I got to was recognising that that emotional part, that um, that. I had been someone who was used to pushing myself, was probably pretty tough on myself. Eldest child, you know, female in the breadwinner role. Everyone sees me as highly capable. All of those things um, had started to just sort of become part of how I operated and normalised stress. And, you know, it was really kind of a journey, and it still is, 
um, to reset and really recalibrate energetically to start to look after myself and become accepting of the menopause journey and the fact that actually it's been a huge part of what has contributed to me becoming, you know, obsessed with energy in terms of physical, emotional, mental, and and the more sort of purpose or spiritual stepping away from my corporate job to actually really focus on that so that I can help not just women, but, you know, particularly passionate about helping women because I think something like 80% are not ready for this journey and the vitality and how you're feeling going in is going to be such a huge part of how that comes and, and knocks you behind the knees or not. And it really did knock me behind my knees. So, yeah, that that's kind of, um, you know, that's sort of my story. And from there it was this sort of coming home and, and coming into myself, which is still a daily practice. And those four types of energy that I touched on, you know, the physical, recognising that, the exercise, for example, that I was doing wasn't serving me. You know, we, we're supposed to be exercise, well, we want to exercise to give us energy for our days. And I was maybe, you know, um, just let's say I was traveling and in, in, you know, dealing with jet lag and in big meetings. So I'd get up and I'd do a circuit or something, but it was, it was depleting me. It's like when you're in the gym or you're out jogging and you're seeing people with grimaces on their face. <laughs> you know, now when I exercise, I enjoy it. It's a whole reframe. It gives me energy. So I was, in addition to dealing with all of those challenging symptoms, I was also exercising in a way that wasn't helping me. So I've changed that and I exercise differently now. Um, you know, I've changed the time I exercise for. I've changed the intensity um, it's not something that I tick off. It's something that I really enjoy. And, uh, you know, just other little examples, um, breath work has been super helpful for me. Like I do a lot of breath work. I've done courses on breath work and I have that probably the two things that have impacted my hot flushes the most, which like 85% of women going through menopause, by the way, tend to experience hot flushes. And the average length that they go for is five years. So it's something you want to, you know, you know, tune into. And, you know, given the average kind of age of menopause is like 51 and perimenopause is earlier, we need to assume that a lot of women in their late 40s and their early 50s are dealing with this in the workplace. You know, and when I was sitting in meetings and sweating and sort of gro- grabbing for the air conditioner, so doing things that help reduce hot flushes I think can be really really helpful because it's such a it's such a symbol in that moment of menopause and whilst it's not a bad thing I think it can it can be embarrassing you know you hear you are mopping your brow like when you when you're in your meeting so the breath work for me really helps and the link to stress and the hot flushes for me is just so synced up I'll go through something stressful or I'll allow myself to, you know, dip into a period of, you know, overwhelm or whatever that is. And I will literally start to get hot flushes again. And then, you know, they might, they might go away for six months and then I'll go through something stressful 
and they'll be back. And I, and I went through, before I stepped away from my job, I went through the most stressful period of my career in something I was dealing with in my leadership role. And that was just so clear in terms of the negative impact. I'd done a lot of really good work on myself and then that took me right back. And I think that was the thing where I eventually said, you know, I'm not going to subject myself to this anymore. So the physical stuff's really big. The emotional stuff, um, as we know, is is huge. Um, I was in a you know, perpetual cycle of fear, I think, and, you know, productivity from fear and responsiveness from fear and just didn't really know who I was anymore. Um, so connections, you know, you and I were talking about before we jumped on, you know, one of the best things for me in the last year running my own business and also having um, my own podcast go to grow is the different and amazing people I've connected with and the different tribes that you become part of and the different conversations you have and the meaning that you find on the other side of what I, you know, now say is was a, a big energy crisis for me and a really, you know, challenging time. I, um, I did a, a, med a, a meditation course as well. So investing in some things that are supportive, which as women, you know, we're not uh, always so great at, you know, we balk at the 1500 bucks for a meditation course or spending 5k on coaching or whatever it is. It's just part of those stories that we need to challenge around um, prioritizing ourselves. And that's what I did. I was like helping everyone else in my leadership role, telling myself I should be able to figure it out. And, um, and when I started to invest in myself, things started to, to shift and um, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, part of um, my story and, and why I'm so obsessed now with, with vitality and energy and getting back to some of the good stuff I, I learned in my undergrad on phys ed and science and, and then, you know, really enjoying um, working with others and coaching and continuing to sort of step into what is vulnerable, but I think an important conversation to help myself and other women recognise, you know, they have a lot of wisdom and experience and often whilst not everyone's going to go through menopause prematurely like I did uh it it it, it strikes me as a huge opportunity to really um look at all of your superpowers and your wisdom and your experience and really think about what what this next chapter is going to be for you there's so much to unpack and relate to and what you just said. So first and foremost, thank you for, for sharing your journey and your story. And it, first of all, like when you were, ex when you were telling that moment of you in the boardroom wearing the coral pants, like my, I could literally feel my own anxiety. Like I knew what was coming, like, right. Like, and you know, I, like, I think for, for anyone who identifies as a woman or has experienced a period, like they can, they can relate to that you know, that feeling of like, oh shit. And, you know, being in corporate myself, um, just that, that stress that, you know, so common in, in corporate culture today. And so, I mean, there's just so, so much, but, um, okay. The one, the one thing I want to unpack is, you mentioned a few times identity, right? Like the loss of identity when you found, when you heard that you were, you know, um, going through early menopause. Um, 
the identity of of like taking a leap of faith and, and going out on your own and, and leaving corporate. And so I'm curious, you know, when you think about all of your, your journey and all of the, the moments that have led you to right now, you know, if I ask you, who is Melissa today? What does that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm probably still figuring that out myself. And, and interestingly, I just posted something yesterday that someone else said on my podcast, someone we both know, Heather Chauvin, and she was talking about like, I wanted to be a mum and, and I, you know, I, I just think it's so interesting, like years and years ago, like early career, I remember writing down, like, I want to be, I was always into like the coaching and the organization development side of, of, of HR stuff you know, helping kind of move, uh, helping create shifts, you know, and then I, I did phys ed and, and, and stuff and I was always into kind of movement and growth. And then I kind of, I just feel like I, I followed the, the box ticking path for a long period of time. And when I resigned from my job last year without another job to go to, to give myself the space to figure out what I wanted to do, I think part of what I was really doing there is figuring out, well, who, who am I yes. when I'm not in that, you know, big job and identifying with that? And then who am I as a, as a menopausal woman? And part of the identity there, I've kind of gone through the journey with the menopause of like a negative association at first because I didn't know much about it and because that's kind of just that was you know, the stigma around it to then understanding more and to really getting into my own body and then being okay talking about it, but also recognizing that I don't need to talk about it all the time and think about it all the time either, because I still feel incredibly vital. Um, I, despite all of what I've said, I am an, an energetic person and you know i'm i'm very interested in growth my own and and others and so i'm a lot more now on this journey around you know i want to be i want to have self belief um i'm i'm feeling freedom i want to you know support and co-create with people from my heart not just my head mm -hmm. i want to coach people um, you know, and I've got lots of other ideas as well. So it's a work in, in progress, but, uh, you know, I'm not that job title. I'm not just the mum, and I'm not just kind of the menopausal lady either. So yeah, I, it's a, it's a work in progress. <laughs> I love that answer. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think what you just said, it's the, the end, right? That, that end is so important. You're not, you're not one thing, you're not one label and the growth mindset that you have. And just frankly, um, you know, the, your willingness to speak about your experience and, you know, there are so many things that are stigmatized when it comes to a woman's body and, you know, their period and, just sexuality, like so much, like even before we hit record, like the, the stuff we were talking about. Right. And, you know, 
I, I posted it's infertility awareness week, right? And so I posted something on LinkedIn yesterday, which felt uncomfortable for me because to me, like yeah. LinkedIn is right all about business, but similarly, oh, yeah. right? Like my entire experience of trying to have children and then having children like happened while I was in corporate America. And my experience ranged from supportive to literally like burning out. And I think that's true for so many, you know, people who identify it as, as women and same thing for menopause, you bring up a good point, right? Like that's the age frame. Like we're all still working or the majority of us are still working. Well, often at the peak yeah. of, of a career, you know, that exactly that's the thing. And the perimenopause things probably going on for like now, when I talk about it, so many women say, you know what, now that you say that, like I'm starting to experience, you know, um, uh, the odd you know, night sweat or, and, and actually my period hasn't been that regular. So women are in perimenopause, but they don't really want to talk about it again. Cause of like, they don't want to identify this whole menopause thing or they're just so out of touch and they're looking to kind of biohack their way through it. Like, I'm just going to stay on the pill or I'm going to do this. I'm going to mask it. And I think it's been one of my biggest teachers is this whole journey with my body and just this doctor who said to me, you know, you need to slow the fuck down. And she said, and sit in it. Like when you're, when you're on, you know, when you've got these hot flushes and it's all happening, don't just try and push on and whatever. Like it's that allowing and sitting in it and what's it, what's it here for? And, and to have a doctor who, totally gets all the physical stuff, but is really challenging you as a female on the emotional stuff and to see this as a golden opportunity. You know, that to me has been so growthful for me. And, you know, I think there's a lot of women out there and I, you know, who, who either are suffering in silence or have their head, head down. And like you going on LinkedIn and talking about it, I've also talked about menopause on LinkedIn and it's deeply uncomfortable, right? <laughs> um but that's the meaning and the purpose that you know i think we're like the other side of a burnout or an energy crisis or whatever is okay now i'm going to find some meaning and i want to find more meaning in what i'm doing in my life and i think we're both touching on different parts of what that is for us 100 percent, 100 percent um yeah, I just I find it I find it so fascinating and I'm so grateful for for you for sharing your story. Um and there's so much we could unpack and talk about and I'll have to have you back on. But um I want to be respectful of your time. So how can people continue to follow you as you grow and you know add ands to your identity? So the best places, given that, you know, I'm still, my website is still a work in progress. Um, I'm quite active on LinkedIn and there I'm just there on my name, Melissa McGowan, which is M-A-C-G-O-W-A-N. And I'm also on Instagram, which is go.to.grow. And I have my podcast, Go to Grow, which is really an exploration of growth, real growth, messy growth all the different ways we grow in leadership and, and life. So in my view, that equals life. Um, so we talk about healing. We talk about divorce. We talk about coming out. We talk about emotional intelligence. We talk about being a manager. Like it, it really covers, you know, a whole range of uh, topics. So that might be 
something interesting. And I've spoken a little bit about menopause on that, but there'll be more to come on um, the menopause topic as well. Well, Melissa, you're the best. Um, you are a rock star and I'm grateful you are part of my tribe. So thank you for this conversation. Well, thank you for having this platform to help people kind of step into their brave zone and also hopefully help others with their, you know, supporting others in doing so. So uh, it's, it's really meaningful work. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, for those listening, let us know what, what your ahas were. Reach out to Melissa and I. We are so curious to, to hear from you. So um, look forward to hearing back some of your takeaways. Thank you. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening and what resonated. Tag me at this is my truth podcast, or feel free to shoot me a DM. And because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.